This week from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewsCentral.com. Apple is now worth $2 trillion. Three billion people are gamers. And who wants a new Crackberry? I mean, Blackberry. Those are some of the tech news from this week. And this is, and it's, wow. And I get that. I get the music putting in for the intro, and I just totally messed up my, my own intro. <laughs> it those happens. Are, <laughs> those are some of the tech news stories from this week. And it's Friday, August 21st, 2020. My name is Kirk Corliss, along with. Scott Ertz. And this episode 67 of the GNC Week in Review Week in Review Podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are streaming live at gncweekly.com forward slash live, as well as Facebook, as well as Facebook Live. Oh, my goodness. So please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. If you missed the live video, that's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you are a listener, please be sure to subscribe to podcasts. We can find the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app your favorite podcast app if you have a comment be on social media or email and uh, all that can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect a little bit of a light tech news this week um we all know if you haven't heard on scotland f5 live refreshing technology refreshing technology last week todd mentioned about the epic games versus <laughs> apple battle <laughs> <laughs> oh so, and it's gotten so much more interesting yeah it's been really <laughs> crazy Chris, Chris Jordan and I talked about it on Dudes and Beer this week because by the time Tuesday came around, the story had gotten so much more interesting than Sunday, and today it's even better. It's mm-hmm. just, oh, my God. And I cannot wait to see what it looks like on Sunday for F5 Live this week. Yeah, I was, I'm definitely going to definitely gonna tune in. Hope you guys all tune in Sunday evening, um, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, on, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern. 9 p.m. Excuse me, 9 p.m. Eastern. See, this is... <laughs> We're 8 p.m. <laughs> We're 8 p.m. <laughs> F5 Live, Russian technology is 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday evening. So go there on pluggitslive.com slash join us. Now let's get into the news and the top story um, this week. Um, and there's a little bit of an item about Epic Games in the and finally segment, which is really funny and <laughs> so <laughs> you want to want to tune in for that all right the top story this week just two years after becoming the first u.s company to reach a one trillion market capitalization apple has speaking of apple <laughs> apple has officially doubled its valuation to two trillion dollars the two trillion market cap is based on apple stock breaking price of 467 dollars and 77 cents per share multiplied by the company's most recent report of four million Four billion two hundred seventy-five thousand. Wait, four billion? Is it four billion or four trillion? Four billion two seventy-five, two hundred seventy-five thousand six hundred forty-three thirty-four thousand. Is that built four billion? Is built okay. Four point two billion. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I was looking at them like how many zeros is it it (laughs) in that? Um, The other company valued at two trillion dollars is the Saudi Arabian oil company, who hit that number in December twenty nineteen. Now, despite the pandemic. And this epic fight, you know, excuse the pun. <laughs> that was my headline last week. <laughs> so despite the epic, despite all that, they're still making money. That's incredible in two years. And 
I got to say, that's Apple's got to be like, woohoo, you know, neater, neater, neater. <laughs> now, in fairness, it's not an indication of how much money they've made. It's an indication of how much trust the market has that they will make money with Apple. Mm. Um, so a lot of this has to come comes from the fact that uh, in the very near future, I don't remember the exact date, but it's I think it's in the next couple of weeks. Um, Apple is doing a four for one stock split. Mm -hmm. And so ahead of a stock split, the price is always going to go up. Um, I told my father to buy into Apple stock. I don't know if he has, <laughs> if he did not sad story, <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it's definitely, this is just the beginning because, um, this, this, uh, current stock price at four, I, I think the number I was just looking at was 458. Uh, but still, you know, that's compared to the 467 earlier or whatever, you know, um, but when that goes four for one, it'll go down to, you know, 115. And then I guarantee within a week or two, uh, that 115 is going to go back to two. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a huge stock price growth uh, in the first couple of weeks after the split. Mm -hmm. There's no way the market lets Apple's stock stay under $200 for too long. So this is just the beginning because that $4 billion, four, four, two seventy five is... Right is going to be uh, 4, 8, 12, 16, 17 billion stocks, uh, shares in the company um, within just a couple of weeks. And they're going to go back up to two. So this is this is going to end up being uh, uh, 3 trillion before the end of the year, I bet. So question for you. So do you think when, when this pandemic is, well, this pandemic is over and done with and with the Epic Battle, Epic Games, battle do you think that it's going to make them even a bigger company going forward and and on top of the valuation i think the stuff with epic is going to cost apple dearly mm. um personally mm -hmm. uh, i think that epic has both the resources and the massive pettiness that i wish that I could be petty at the level that Epic is um, mm -hmm. to be able to fight this mm -hmm. uh, and actually accomplish something with it because other people have made the complaint before in the EU uh, uh, Spotify uh, filed an antitrust against Apple, but you know, a it's the EU and uh, B it's Spotify, which is a European company, not an American company. Mm -hmm. um, so in this case, an American company complaining to an American court about an American company for antitrust has way more potential um, okay. to do something. I think in the end of this, this is going to hurt Apple at the very least. It's making people aware of Apple's shady uh, practices. Mm. Okay. So, but will that affect their stock price? Right. Who knows that because that's stocks are way less connected to a company than they are than people think they are <laughs> they're, mm -hmm. they're way less dependent on the company itself okay so mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens we'll there. See what yeah happens. i think i think the epic stuff is going to hurt apple dearly yeah and it's going to be and i imagine from what i understood i think um judge judy judge co is um 
is that the person that's um, handling that uh, that lawsuit or the um, or the um, to going to court with uh, that I saw? Um, possibly. Yeah, I think I saw something. I may be mistaken, but 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 like I said, we'll we'll see what happens. <clears throat> Meanwhile, speaking of other, I guess game gaming news, so to speak. Um, a new report claims that 48% of all gaming happens on PCs with a whopping 3.1 billion gamers worldwide across all platforms, consoles, and mobile devices. Overall, there are 1.42 billion gamers in Asia, 60, 668 gamers across Europe, 383 million Latin Latin American gamers and 261 million North American gamers. Now, there is an exact breakdown on console versus mobile gaming by area, but consoles have different availability in different parts of the world. Mobile gaming is the most ubiquitous method of playing because smartphones are now the primary way people, primary way people, the primary way they're the primary way people worldwide across the internet. This this uh, news is a little grammatically off <laughs> i'm like look at it this. happens <laughs> overall game spending has continued to surge during the covid19 pandemic um mpd estimates that july spending rose a whopping 30 percent annually to 3.25 billion dollars video game that, accessory spending a, which is a 34 percent increase mm-hmm. that's insane at a time mm-hmm. when people when so many people are without work mm-hmm to have a 34% increase in any industry is insane. And the, how, and the money to spend it as well. Yeah. Video games accessory spending also grew in July compared with the previous year, up 1.34x year over year, year over year, with full year accessory spending up 1.24x. Video game hardware sales is down 2%, but keep in mind, that's a drop of 2% at a time when these platforms are going to replace in a matter of months Overall, hardware sales are up 24% for the full year at $1.3 billion, which I imagine the hardware, the number of the figures are going to be different maybe with um, PS5 and yeah. um, the um, Xbox um, Series Xbox Series X coming out. Yeah, by the end of the year, these numbers, the, the changes will be completely different. Mm-hmm. You'll see... You know, okay, so it's down two percent, which basically means it's flat. Which you know, because a down two percent, that's that's just fluctuations in the market. That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end of the year, I bet that twenty four percent up year over year mm-hmm. will be fifty percent, seventy percent, ninety percent up year over year, because people are going to be buying the new hardware, right? So yeah. Now, to put that, I know, to put that 3.1 billion gamers worldwide into perspective, mm. that is 40% of the planet. Wow. <laughs> Just yeah. put that, let that sink in. <laughs> yeah. That's 40% of the planet. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that if it were 10 years ago, my mom wouldn't be playing games, but mm-hmm. today she is, which is, you know, that's, that's a big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was always going to be in that number. I mm-hmm. got, I got an NES when I was very little. I've, <laughs> and I, my father had a ColecoVision before that. I, I was going to be in that number forever. Mm-hmm. But my mother has never been a gamer, but she's playing games on her phone mm-hmm. probably more than she should, <laughs> <laughs> which goes to show just how, 
how uh, engaging they are and for gamers of all ages. So, right. You know, I'm, I'm not surprised this number is growing and it's it's just going to keep going. I had I can definitely say because I would back in the day I had Atari 5200 and I was in love with it. Then I was in the Nintendo 64 and I was loving it. And I was going to like and like like your mom, you know, I was so like I'm, I was like all in and little by little when the smartphone came out and there's all these great games and you have I mean, well, this we'll talk about this in a second because it kind of ties it. We're still going to tie into uh, <laughs> phones for a second. But um but I have um, the phones that I play, the games I play on my phone is I am, I'm, you know, I probably am in, in a lot of people's category playing as Candy Crush. Um, I play that. And that's so addicting. I mean, when it's like when it's on crack, <laughs> it's it's like highly addictive. And I play yeah. um, um, uh, Solitaire. Um, on it, which I love, which is a great game. Um, that's uh, and also um, Wheel of Fortune as well. Which is like starting to upset me, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> but it's like, it, but it's so, but it's like, it's so. A lot of the games that are out now on smartphones, you know, you have your RPGs, you have MMORG games that looks great, mind you. It's a small screen, but the the graphics and the you know, it's a mini computer. So I yeah. think you know more and more and more is like you have like. You know the the step going from console. There's a good, great. There's mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. obviously. There... Yeah, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, that 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 mobile actually is a platform where things can happen now. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I was playing uh, just the other night. I discovered that there's a a mobile game, and here's here's part of why it's working. Uh, there's a mobile game based on Archer, the mm -hmm. cartoon. Uh, oh. So I was playing that the other night. Because I saw an ad somewhere like, oh, what? An Archer game? Yes, please. Right. Anytime H. John Benjamin is going to be talking out of my phone, it's a win. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> okay. As I've been moving, I've been listening to Bob's Burgers. Mm. So, you know, I, he is always acceptable. Uh, uh, an acceptable voice coming out of my phone. And the game is all based around Krieger, which is even better. And right. so, you know, you've got these games that are fairly easy to build. Mm -hmm. which means that there can be profit in them, which means that the studios stay around, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is one of the things that has been a problem with these smaller type games in the past is there's a way to generate revenue. Now, right. uh, that gets us back to Epic a little bit, and right. that 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 revenue is a little shady uh, mm -hmm. in the way that it's doled out. Mm -hmm. But you know, if, if the game is fairly inexpensive to build or you're able to get a licensed property, you know, you can generate revenue off of it. The game will stay around because the studio will stay around, right. which, you know, if you were around in the old Playfish days, you know, you'd get into a game and then, oh, EA shut down Playfish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. oh. So SimCity social goes away. Um, and so, you know, you put time, you put energy into these games and then they just poof, they're gone. Right. But, but you know, there's all these, these, you know, small budget but big impact games available for mobile and it mm -hmm. makes uh makes it engaging for people who are used to big budget games right right and you said uh wheel of fortune's annoying you have you ever been so annoyed at a mobile game that you throw on your phone um because right. i yes. sure have <laughs> yes 
Yes. I was playing Uno and I threw my phone because oh. I have a problem with Uno. I <laughs> had nothing to do with the game. I have a problem with Uno. Right. <laughs> you know, I have different times when I look at it and I'm like, I'm looking at the, I'm like, and I really, and I get really pissed and I'm like, but then I realize it's like you're in that mindset, like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, I get you. No, speaking I, of what just happened right <laughs> exactly <laughs> speaking of that um on wednesday well, this was a shocker um on wednesday <laughs> wednesday the security startup onward mobility announced plans to release a new 5g blackberry smartphone with a physical keyboard it could now mind you it could arrive in north america and europe as soon as the first half of 2021 now we all know that blackberry you know, was the the greatest things in sliced bread, and I fully admit I had a BlackBerry back in the two thousands. Then this kind of shocked me. I didn't know this. Maybe you can have some insight on this. TCL agreed to manufacture the uh, two BlackBerry branded phones. Mm-hmm. In, okay, so in February, um, TCL decided not to renew the deal with BlackBerry, and this month it stopped selling because, new devices. And because TCL is has their, their own their branded own stuff now, right, they actually exactly. made. They actually didn't announce in February that they were going to stop. Uh, they let the contract expire in February. They announced at their CES press conference right. that they were not going to continue with BlackBerry. I see. Okay. Because I remember, I remember they're like, we've got phones. And I said, I, I leaned to Danielle next to me. I said, the next announcement is they're giving up BlackBerry. <laughs> <laughs> and then they That's said, right. and this will be the end of our BlackBerry relationship. I'm like, yeah, of course it will. Right. Yeah, I remember the I remember the press conference, but I forgot that they I forgot they um they were in with BlackBerry. Now, um onward mobility CEO Peter Franklin says the newest BlackBerry are both sleek and secure. The company plans to work closely with BlackBerry and FIH Mobile Limited, a subsidiary of Foxconn Technology Group. Okay, that gives you a clue about Foxconn. <laughs> Foxconn's a huge company. Right. With Apple because they make they make uh, Apple uh, Apple devices. The manufacturer um, lots of people's devices. Right, that's true too. Sorry, you're right. Um, BlackBerry CEO John Chen said in a statement, "Quote: BlackBerry is thrilled. Onward Mobility will deliver a Black G. Will deliver a BlackBerry 5G smartphone device with physical keyboard, leveraging our high standards of trust and security, synonymous with our brand." So the question of the day is, or the evening would be, does BlackBerry have a chance again? <laughs> I'll tell you the 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 BlackBerry. Um, so there, there's a couple things that are important to remember. Mm. The BlackBerry OS is dead, right? So right. So what BlackBerry has been doing over the last couple of years has been building an alternate version of Android that's all about security. It's mm-hmm. a black box Android, mm-hmm. um, which is so secure that uh, government agencies are using it. Right. So that's a good right. sign for its capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and they license that security technology out to other people. So do they need to have their own phone? No, nope, they're doing mm-hmm. okay without it. Um, mm-hmm. But the idea that they can have this kind of flagship, this is like uh, Google having a, having the pixel, but it's not the most popular Android phone. But it's okay because it does what it does its job. It shows what what the software can do, and that's what this is going to be. Um, they don't necessarily need to be successful with it for it to be a success. Uh, but 
do I think that a phone with a physical keyboard is going to have a place in the market? Yes, Mm -hmm. I sure do. Because Avram and I talk all the time about how much we miss physical keyboards. So Mm. is there a place for a physical keyboard in the market? Absolutely. Is there a place for a phone with Blackberry's classic uh, keyboard? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because other than Palm, best keyboard out there Mm -hmm. was the Blackberry by far. I'm just kind of curious because uh, from our viewers and listeners, if you um, just, uh, you know, the lower thirds below GNCweekly.com um, forward slash connect. I, for me, I I had a BlackBerry tour from 2001. Was it 2001? No, no I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it was late 2001 and early 2002 for, I think I had it for about three or four years and I loved it. I loved that trackball. I love the um, you had the own private. This is back, you know, with Facebook is private, you know, message groups, what have you. But it was, there's private groups that you can list them. Mm-hmm. And I remember having like because I was doing things, um, doing things for um, for different groups, a couple groups that I was involved with. And I have one group for one group name, another group name. I had all the contacts in. It was like everything was seamless. Oh, you know. But then I got you know got you know I got a call. Uh, about Android, I think I can't remember what it was, what the um, device was. I can't remember what it was now. Oh, take, oh, I can't remember. I'll think about it later. Um, and I was like, oh, this is cool. But then I, but I, when I got that phone, I'm like, I, I really missed that BlackBerry because it was, I mean, it was the smallest palm of your hand. You know, it was tiny as hell. But nonetheless, though, it was like, it was easy to like with the tr- with the track, again the trackball and the keyboard and. I, you know, if they come out with it, I'm, you know, I've been with Pixel. I have Pixel, Google Pixel phones for the past couple of years. So I'm kind of like torn <laughs> now because, because the Blackberry does sound interesting. Everybody had one. Literally, everyone had government officials on down. It was like they were, that's why they called it Crackberries. Because <laughs> people couldn't let them go. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, kind of everybody is that now with mm-hmm. their phone mm-hmm. but that that came from blackberry right uh and you know uh so the key which was the um the htc phone didn't have the trackpad right or the trackball or the side wheel mm-hmm. um it's a full touch screen but the device itself was sturdy mm. As I would expect from HTC, what TCL? It's so <laughs> funny because you were saying you switched to an Android and you couldn't think of what it was. My first mm. thought was maybe it was the G1. And so the G1 was manufactured by HTC. So okay. my mind slipped over there. Um, but, you know, TCL makes quality products. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the the device was really good. I, I do kind of wish that I hope that whatever uh, the the new company does mm. will have um, will have a trackpad on it, mm-hmm. just because that's what makes it a BlackBerry, right? Uh, right. Either yeah, you know, one of the three: the trackpad, the trackball, or the side wheel. That's mm-hmm. kind of what made it a BlackBerry, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But, and I understand it's a touchscreen. I get that. I'd be right. happy with a side wheel again, though. 
Oh, yes, the old yes. side wheel. Yes, yes. Even with a yes. touch screen. Yes. Holding holding your device mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. this and being able to scroll through the app list or yep. through text messages or emails like this. Yep, 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 yep. I'd still be on board with that today. Oh, I forgot about the track wheel. You're right. Oh, that was oh, that was like, and you can and it and it was so like when you moved it, it was like you know, like sometimes when you go, like when you scroll and you like you you tap on something you don't mean to, mm -hmm. with the trackball and the the, the the side wheel, like when you move it ever so slightly, you you're not going to miss it. It's like it's right, like when you as soon as you press, like go right on this on the uh, on the side, you know exactly where it is, and it'll go right to it at one click, and you can hear the click. Oh, it's like oh. it's if oh. they honestly, if they were to put, if they were to team up with Razor mm. and put a razor scroll wheel like from mm. the razor mouse right on the side of the phone mm -hmm. with that same click and that that you know you can feel it roll right you, you know you can feel every step of it and you can press it without it rolling out of your way mm -hmm. <laughs> they would they'd have a believer in me Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just kind of torn again because I've been using Google Pixels and the Google Pixel 5 is coming out, I think this year or the next couple of months yeah and i'm like oh but then when i saw this i'm like oh i'm so, i'm so torn i'm so and torn that, out <laughs> oh that textured back because tcl had the text the the classic blackberry textured back on the key phones <sighs> yeah i've i've had them in my hand i've used them they are very nice and mm. hopefully these new ones will be the same with 5g but it is a new manufacturer but you know blackberry right. is involved in all of their licensed products they worked mm -hmm. with tcl on the old ones to make sure that the keyboards were right that the mm -hmm. the texture on the back was right so mm -hmm. i think we're going to see the same thing with onward um mm -hmm. that it'll still look and feel like a blackberry while being modern well, we're, we're going to see what's going to happen, and and definitely, and we're and if anything new, more news comes out, you know, next few weeks or <laughs> when they <laughs> when they announce what the devices are going to be, we will definitely bring that to you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, speaking of other Android news, I guess uh, this is Google news. Um, Google has asked the FCC for permission to conduct secret wireless broad tests using the six gigahertz spectrum in multiple cities across the U.S. This is according to a document spotted by Business Insider. It wants to run experimental propagate, propagation testing in a six gigahertz band to see if the frequencies can provide, quote, re reliable broadband connections. Um, this is from the redacted application. Google wanted information in public document, public, public document redacted saying that if, quote, if subject to public disclosure would cause significant commercial, economic, and competitive harm. It made the application for multiple cities in 17 states, including Arizona, California, Colorado, Florida, <laughs> Georgia, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Nebraska, Nevada, New York, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas, Utah, and Virginia. In California, it plans to it plans to test in seven cities, including Los Angeles and San Francisco. So, if the if Google is asking the FCC for permission. Why keep it a secret? I mean, if they want to, like, if they want to, you know, see if the broad, if broadband, better broadband works, why would you want, why would they want to keep it hush hush? They're, they're required to tell the FCC what they're testing. Okay. Uh, that they, I got. Don't, they don't want, um, they don't want Comcast and, uh, Charter 
to know exactly what it is they're testing. Okay. Um, because my guess is that this is the third wave of Google broadband, right? right. The first mm-hmm. wave was Google Fiber, which uh, has been shut down. Well, not shut down. They're still operating in the cities that they're operating in, but they're not mm-hmm. rolling out new cities. Mm-hmm. Um, the second was purchasing that wireless company whose name I can't think of now um, that they integrated into the Google fiber division and renamed it to Google broadband. Um, My guess is this is wave three that will not require all the repeaters and stuff to be put on uh, buildings. The intention, my guess is their hope is the same hope that uh, Clearwire had when 4g came out that they'd be able to provide wireless broadband. Um, Clearwire was wrong mm. and uh, is out of business. Right. <laughs> um, and their network is uh, dead. So, okay. Um, but with, with, you know, 5G, you've got some more capability. And if they're testing in the six gigahertz range, it might mean that they're trying for their own standard. Mm. something that's not 5g um and when you're not you know when your standard doesn't have to support voice and all of the things that you know that that these guys have to support right they the regular cell phone has to support you have more flexibility so maybe they're maybe they've got their own standard or maybe it's based on the thing they bought so there's a lot of questions there and those are the questions they want their competitors asking right (laughs) They don't want their competitors to go, oh, I see. They're using the standard from that company, and they're going to try to cross a little <laughs> wider range. No, nope. they want all their competitors to go, what are they up to? Right. And that's and, Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that makes, that, makes, that makes sense. And also the other questions, you know, where are they going to say, well, let's, let's going to sue them. Because <laughs> they're stealing our technology. <laughs> yeah. You, so that, something like this go, where Google's trying to get into something new. mm Best to not let anybody know what your plans are. Right. Keep Any it more than you have to. Yeah, keep it close to your chest. Okay. Yeah. It's the yeah. reason why the last thing that a company does with a new uh, wireless phone is mm-hmm. uh, get FCC approval because the right. FCC can't keep their mouths shut because they're a government agency and they're right. required to say things. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Oh, we'll see what happens. All right. Speaking of going public for real, <laughs> Airbnb, the home rental company, on Wednesday said it filed paperwork to go public, a milestone for a Silicon Valley pioneer that has faced a rocky year as the coronavirus pandemic took its toll on the travel industry. The company said in a blog post that the amount and price range of its shares have not been, quote, have not yet been determined. A- Airbnb took advantage of a securities and exchange commission rule that lets companies keep their paperwork confidential and so closer to the public offering. The company declined, the company declined to comment beyond its initial announcement. Uh, I mean, it's good that, uh, they're, that uh, they're going public, but, you know, for, right, but as far as, like, their... How what the stock price is going to be set at, and with the um, with the uh, with this campaign, not many people are in the uh, renting or excuse me in, in Airbnbs, except for that blockbuster in Oregon. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you managed to bring that up. 
if you missed the if you missed that it's on the last episode um that it was um the uh where the last blockbuster in the world in oregon is having a sleepover and you can rent on um airbnb um you can re- and has the that where as you said scott the full house decor <laughs> uh uh saved by the bell sorry saved by, by the, the bell, bell. Saved by the bell. sorry <laughs> Because the, the uh, because the uh, the bedspread had that same like, right. Th- anybody who knows the Saved by the Bell opening knows what we're talking about. Right. That's what the right. bedspread is. I'm getting my I'm getting my nineties my nineties succumbs. Um. That is that is okay. Um, so so Airbnb did an interesting pivot this mm. year. They've managed to deal with um, doing. Local tours, which is a pretty something that they've done, but they've never targeted at people who live in the area. Um, it's an idea that one of our collision companies uh, from, I think, 19 uh, did. And so Airbnb did something similar. And, you know, it was a clever pivot for people who aren't traveling uh, for the company to try and generate some revenue. They've also done. Uh, some virtual tours, uh, which is another <laughs> clever way of dealing with with what's going on. Um, so you know they have managed to keep afloat, but it's sure not it's sure not doing the revenue it was doing this time last year. Mm. Um, and I think what they're hoping is that by the time they actually do go public, they'll be able to be generating better revenue, either from the world going back to a little bit closer to normal or um, by having some new ideas in the pipeline. I don't know what, but I think that's why they're keeping their, their numbers private um, because they're hoping to change the numbers and make them higher (laughs) by the time they actually announce them, Uh, which makes sense to me. You know, Mm -hmm. the number, the value of the company today versus the value of the company this time last year is going to be significantly lower. And so if they can do things to prop the value proposition up uh, before they announce their numbers, uh, that'll only be better for them. But Silicon Valley IPOs in the last couple of years have been notoriously disastrous. Mm. Uh, And so trying to do it now seems like the worst idea. Uh, I, I don't know. It just seems crazy to try it right now. Yeah. We've seen so many IPOs uh, by the end of their opening day at 40 or 50% of their, their opening value, just like immediately tank. And so if if a lot of your your equity, like if, if a lot of your initial pay for being an early employee of the company is in stock options, the last thing you want to do, last thing you want to see is the value of the stock drop to half on day one maybe is it because that do you think that when they went public do you think that they're basically getting in something in getting in while it's you know the old saying get it while the iron's the iron's hot maybe that they're going to probably their share price their stock price is going to be set it's going to be very very low and then once this once pandemic um dies down that's when things will get a you know, investors were like, you know, we're, we're going to jump in with both feet. Is that maybe well, that the. You, you can't set it too low because mm. the stock price is based. The initial stock price is based on 
the actual value of the company. Right. Um, so, you know, they've got forensic accountants that are going through every penny worth of assets that they own to figure out the current valuation of the company. Um, and then, you know, there's the, the stock issue and then valuing. And then you've got to remember that you've got, you've got employees that have stocks that are promised at certain prices. And so if you, if, if, you know, you're promised stocks at $35 a share and you go public at, 13 now you've got to give them three shares for every share that they actually have it there's a lot more work involved in that and coming out low makes it look like you don't value your company very high mm-hmm. so if you don't even value yourself high why mm-hmm. do i so there's there's a lot of things that go into picking a an initial stock price it is very tricky and there are professionals at all of the big banks, the big investment banks that do nothing but help companies figure out what to launch at. Right. (laughs) And it is, it is tricky. And uh, I think, I think the, the bankers, whoever they're working with, because I haven't heard who they're working with for this. Mm -hmm. um, I have a feeling the bankers said, uh, there's a way that you can keep it quiet. Let's take advantage of it. We mm-hmm. lose things by doing it, but I think right now we're going to only gain. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I'm. Th- that's what I was thinking. And by no means, I don't want us to, you know, to our our viewers and listen our listeners to take any stock advice. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've been watching the industry long enough that I can see some patterns, but this right. is an anti-pattern. This right. is so different mm-hmm. from what we usually see. You know, but in fairness, a lot of the Silicon Valley companies have been anti-patterns because Facebook literally broke the law during their their IPO to purchase Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, look where well look where it's at now. <laughs> yeah, it's more important than Facebook. Hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're we're gonna keep an eye on it. I'm definitely gonna, I'm kind of curious what uh, what's gonna be set at and see what happens. That's what I'm curious about. I can't wait to see that number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ditto. All right, other news this week. Uh, there was a study that has found that smartphones can detect when you had too much to drink by monitoring your walk. American researchers use sensors in smartphones to detect when somebody over the legal over the legal drink drive limit. Phones were able to do this without about with about ninety percent accuracy when users walked just ten steps in the study by the University of Pittsburgh. Scientists hope this recovery can be used to develop develop device alerts such as asking people not to drive while drunk. Lead researcher Brian Safaletto says, "Quote: We have powerful sensors we carry around with us wherever we go. We need to learn how to use them to best serve public health." The study had 22 participants aged 21 to 43 who were given a vodka and lime juice drink every hour until they reached 80 milligrams of alcohol per 100 milliliters of blood. With a smartphone strapped to their back, 
How do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the participants performed a walking task every two hours, walking a straight line for 10 steps, turning around and walking back. About 90% of the time, the researchers were able to identify those over the, over the limit through changes in gait highlighted by the phones. Mm-hmm. Although this is a preliminary study, the scientists hope it was a, a foundation for further research. They want to carry out additional experiments which better mimic how people carry their phones, like in their hands or pockets. I think this is pretty cool yeah gate analysis is a really cool technology um Mm -hmm. i worked on a project using uh microsoft connect a first gen connect uh doing gate analysis uh for um for uh physical therapy recovery okay and um yeah gate analysis and range of motion are fascinating (laughs) it's as far into the medical field as i can get because i hate sticky things Mm. uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we we're all filled with goop and i don't i can't do that but right. gate analysis is a part of the medical field that i can totally get into yeah. and it really is interesting and um the amount of different ways that you can you can detect variance in gate um is as varied as your actual walking stride itself uh because everybody walks differently everybody's got a different gait and um Mm. and you know the phone could and and i understand why they strapped it to their back i understand okay putting it it's it's a preliminary study the idea was to test the concept so what they did was they picked um the center the center of the body okay which would be your back if you're because watching a live stream, <laughs> live video, Scott's demonstrating how to the um, how to it works on the back. <laughs> Go ahead. So basically, basically they probably designed a little <laughs> backpack type strap. Okay. That slipped a phone straight in the back. Okay. Um, kind of like how a, a <clears throat> microphone, uh, like a lapel microphone, straps to the back for a professional singer or or like on Broadway, they've got mm-hmm. you know backpacks. Uh, they probably built something very similar um, mm-hmm. because your back is the center of your motion, right? Mm-hmm. So it's able to to pick up your your stride probably the best from there, other than having one strap to each leg, which would be weird, right? Uh, but <laughs> you're uncomfortable. <laughs> but the goal was simply to test: can we do it? Mm. Yes. Yep. So now, how do we do it <laughs> by putting it in a pocket? How do mm-hmm. we do it by holding it in your hand? And how can how can we tell if you normally carry it in your pocket? How can we convert that into data if you're drunk and holding the phone in your hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's there's a lot more that's going to go into this, but the fact that they can use the accelerometer and stuff like right. that in the phones mm-hmm. to do gate analysis super cool because there's more than just drunk driving here. There's there's mm-hmm. physical therapy things that can come out of this right. um, for people like my mother who just had knee surgery, you know, right. if you could just put a, a phone on their back and tell them walk 10, come back 10. Mm. And you can do objective gait analysis. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And if, if then you can have, you know, your physical therapist can have you carry your own phone around and see if you're getting better. That's awesome. There's so much cool stuff that could come out of this. Yeah. I know that when we were um, at, at CES, there was a lot of health tech and, you know, I think we're going to keep circling back to CES for like for the next year. Well, it's when 
it's when all the cool stuff is announced. It's right. But it's interesting because I and when we saw all the different products that were out there and um and it's been more it's more prevalent a lot more now than it was say two, three years ago. Um and so even this is like gonna get make strides even more and how like you know what you said, like have you thought about thought about this? You know, we can integrate, especially integrate things into, let's say, for example, if you're if you're over the direct over the legal limit, you know, you can use that technology that you know you can clearly say you're not you're you're drunk. You know, you can integrate that into like into Uber or into Lyft. You know, and you can get a get a ride home. You know, and that can all kind of uh, tie in together. And uh, and if they uh, to to kind of preface a story coming up in a little bit mm. if they can work with an organization like rapid sos mm-hmm. uh which we'll talk about in like two stories right. if they can work with an organization like rapid sos that mm. also has relationships with companies like uber and lyft mm-hmm. perhaps you know the if it's a hundred percent sure you're over the limit mm. maybe it doesn't let you start your car but gives you a discount for uber right. and lyft right Good tie, good tie-in. So we're gonna get into that uh, very shortly. Um, meanwhile, now we all love John Ledger, C- former CEO, t- uh, Leg- uh, former CEO of T-Mobile, who paint paint um, pokes jabs at Verizon incessantly on their com- on their commercials and their, his tweets. And everybody, well, and everybody, <laughs> right? Everybody, <laughs> right? Well, T-Mobile has launched yet another ad campaign blasting Verizon's 5G network coverage, telling the rival carrier that the quote "truth hurts." T-Mobile said on Wednesday that customers can only connect to Verizon's 5G network 0.04 percent at a time because only live in certain parts of the cities. T-Mobile CEO Mike Siebert, who's now taking the uh, <laughs> the jabbing torch, <laughs> says <laughs> he tweeted, "Quote: Odds are, and I love this. This is a great tweet. <laughs> John Ledger should be like just bowing down to him. Odds are, <laughs> odds are you cannot, you can't get Verizon 5G. But look at the bright side: you can play connected dots on the coverage map. <laughs> and coverage is in sarcasm quotes, right? Which, right." right. Just to nail this thing home, the word coverage is in sarcasm quotes. Right. Oh, so good. This guy is ridiculous. I love that T-Mobile didn't lose their personality when right. John Legier left. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so good. And I love that they're they're essentially going to be calling the campaign Truth Hurts. Right. <laughs> And obviously they had to go after Verizon because AT&T has already fired up um, their their 5G on a much wider level. Um, also, uh, T-Mobile just took, I think this week, just took the number two spot away from AT&T. Mm-hmm. They are now the number two carrier in the country behind Verizon, which is a huge step considering when the two companies combined, they were still way behind at&t mm. they've managed to not just fill but cover the gap mm. ah. so mm-hmm. ah, we're not going to take a swipe at at&t at&t's trying right but they're <laughs> but, but verizon's still ahead of us so mm. uh, 
We got you in our sights, buddy. <laughs> right. And this isn't uh, T-Mobile's first um, anti-5G ad campaign rodeo in February. It started calling its rival carrier. And I love this one. As we mm-hmm. Back in the day, Verizon <laughs> and asking why Verizon's 5G is only available in limited areas. This came after its Verizon ad campaign last year, <laughs> which ripped into Verizon's lack of transparency over where its 5G networks were live. T-Mobile called its previous campaign successful, crediting it with Verizon finally publishing 5G availability maps availability maps in November 2019. And, of course, Verizon didn't immediately respond to requests for comment. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> of course not, right. <laughs> yeah. You don't. When, when, when the school bully calls you out, you don't respond. Right. Because that just encourages them, and it's going to end. <laughs> and I and I didn't respond. And when this camp, when that campaign ran, those campaigns ran, they didn't say anything. And yeah. but I think I think, but they did respond because they did finally publish their map. Right after <laughs> they got completely <laughs> hammered by the. Oh campaign. yeah, yeah, they were absolutely <sighs> spanked by T-Mobile publicly. Mm. <laughs> They eventually had to do something about it because their customers started to say, hey, uh, AT&T and T-Mobile and even Sprint have 5G coverage maps. Where's yours? And they're like, mm. <laughs> Right. I love this. I hope this, I hope Mr. S- uh, this, this, I hope I would love to see his tweets. I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have to like, when I get off the air, get, when we uh, get off the air, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to follow him. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I follow I follow John on both Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he said, I'm going to be giving up the CEO spot after the merger, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, let's find his replacement. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope that he's going to be even 10% John. Mm-hmm. And he's all on- honest to God, the sarcasm quotes, he's <laughs> he's coming for his predecessor. <laughs> he's not just coming after Verizon. He's coming after John. And I right. love it. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to have to follow him because when I saw when I saw this and I was I I was cracking up about this. This is awesome. So good on him. So we'll we'll continue uh, keep in tune with the uh, <laughs> with his tweets. All right. In other news this week, um, over on AndroidCentral.com, uh, they have a. Um, we'll have a link up in the show notes on um, how big tech companies are supporting the 2020 U.S. elections. Uh, we're n- we're not going to we're not a politics podcast. Um, that's for, <laughs> but um, but uh, there are some different ways that you can um, get information, how to register. Um, for example, um, Amazon Alexa. Uh, you can ask the Amazon's. Uh, if I set off anyone's devices, I apologize. <laughs> um, you'll be able to ask Amazon's digital assistant to help with election participation. Um, this extends both the questions revolving around procedural issues and those revolving around candidates and their platforms. Apple and ABC News, um, they have announced that their Apple's announced they were partnering with ABC News about the coverage. Um, Facebook and Instagram. Uh there's information about that. They also have a Facebook has a voting information center. So the list goes on and on and on. And I'm not going to we're not going to go into great. You're going to read. You can see I have the link up. We'll have a link up in the show notes that you can check out on on all the ways that the companies are um, doing their part 
and uh you know so whatever what side you're on either doing their part or participating whether that's right for the better or not here's the thing to to remember with all of this uh mm. never go to a single source no um Right. Always look for multiple sources of information mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. um, uh, there was uh, there was an issue in 2016 where I don't remember what platform it was, but it was giving wrong dates or wrong times or something. Not on purpose, just because computers suck. Mm -hmm. um, and and then you know you've got Apple teaming up with ABC News, but remember that ABC News is the same organization that used footage from Italy to talk about uh, hospitals in New York being overrun. So, you know, they get it wrong. <laughs> so never use, it doesn't matter what the topic is. Right. Um, but uh, do your research. Definitely when it comes to, uh, you know, mentioning getting information on, on candidate positions, right. ooh, definitely get multiple sources. Yeah, definitely do your research. Don't trust on one, especially with, because I know with Facebook people, you know, think that's the Bible. It's not. You know, there's so there's so much um, different things, resources that are available at your disposal. You know, again, you've got you've got Facebook uh, being sued this week by a medical organization for um, losing access to fundraising because they posted a study that they ran <laughs> in their research organization. They ran a study. They published the study. They put a link to the study. Facebook demonetized the page. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, human beings are slanted. It just, mm -hmm. it is what it is. We all mm -hmm. have our position and it's mm -hmm. hard not to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody talks about Murrow being, you know, being unbiased. Nope. nope. <laughs> everybody has a slant and there's mm -hmm. no way around it. Mm -hmm. So, Definitely one source isn't enough for right. anything, but especially when it comes to something as important as your voting information and, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, policy positions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely get out to vote. You know, no matter what side you're on, you know, again, we're not, we're not, this is not a politics podcast. There are plenty of them, yeah. um, but definitely do your, he's absolutely right. Definitely do your research. And I will, we'll have a link on the show notes of any of all the different resources, what they're doing steps take etc so um it's a very exhaustive list so definitely check it out it'll be well it'll be well worth it all right now we were talking about um rapid os earlier um and uh serious xm and um emergency tech company rapid sos are partnering to provide first responders more data than more data in the event of a car crash Sirius XM technology that connects drivers to speak with 911 dispatchers is already part of 10 million cars in north america this is according from a statement. With Rapid SOS, 911 dispatchers will now get critical crash information without having to speak with vehicle occupants. Uber, Waze, and other companies have also partnered with Rapid OS to share customers' locations and crash data with 911 dispatchers. Under the Sirius XM Rapid SOS partnership, first responders will receive customers' locations as well as description of the vehicle, whether airbags were deployed, crash data, impact data, the number of people in the vehicle, and contact information of occupants. Rapid SOS users with um, linked accounts can also choose to share important medical information. All data will be sent, quote, securely and, and with user consent. This is also a important statement. Occupants which, will... Which, 
which can tie us back to our previous statement, our previous topic, because rapid SOS could share your uh, alcohol level, right? Based on based on you know your phone sensors and stuff like that. So that's that's where the the connection on the previous story comes from. Um, right. But of course, that doesn't mean that you can't just because there's a lot of automation doesn't mean you won't be speaking to dispatchers. Uh, you'll still have access to speak to a human being. Uh, but it's just a lot of information will already be there. So they don't have to keep asking you questions that are simple because there's no telling what condition you're in, right? So the more information, if you've wrapped your car around a telephone pole, you might be unconscious. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great if 911 could get there, know the state of your car, know that you're not responding um, so that you're unconscious, you know, that all that kind of information and that, Maybe you have an allergy to a medication. Mm. If all of that information can be available to an ambulance when it shows up on site, that's better for everybody. Oh, absolutely, and I th- and also because I have um if people are watching my um watching the uh, live stream, um, I have OnStar, and there's an app where it'll um show you. I don't know if I just, just screens but really bright, um, but it'll there's an app. OnStar has an app where you can remotely start your car, request assistance, you know, and it's a really good tool. And I, and I love it. I mean, if mm-hmm. um, it gives me like all the information uh, for it. So, you know, so this is great. We use uh, great use technology to, um, and like you said before, you know, tying in with, um, with the prior, you know, news item, you know, it's, uh, you know, but my thing is, is that the concern about the, with the data, Making sure that it's, you know, it's good, you know, with the statement saying that it's securely and with the consent, whereas a lot of data is not, because it's basically just blown out. <laughs> and it's like you can't get it back and you got to fight, you know, fight tooth and nail to well, what happened, why did it leak, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, which is a recovered butt. <laughs> All right. Other news this week: Apple is beefing up its linear Apple Music radio stations with the with their launch that was just launched of two new stations and a rebrand rebranding of the popular Beats One station. Apple Music Country and Apple Music Hits will be able to be, is available now, and Beats One is now known as Apple Music One. Apple Music Country will focus on country music. It'll have multiple on-air hosts as well as exclusive shows from artists like Luke Bryan, Carrie Underwood, and Jimmy Allen. Apple Music Hits will, of course, focus on mainstream top music. On here, hosts include Estelle and Nicole Sky, while exclusive artist-oriented shows will come from Backstreet Boys, Ciara, Shania Twain, and Snoop Dogg, among others. Along with the Beats One rebrand, Apple's releasing new shows on channel Lay Gaga, Jay Balvin, Travis Scott, and Haim. Listeners can access stations where they typically listen to Apple Music, although the company is also launching new Siri commands like Play like play Apple Music One, Apple Music Hits, or Apple Music Country, which will switch those stations on automatically. Very well. Cool. That's the that's the last bit of uh, the Beats branding inside of Beats Music mm. <laughs> to to finally go because Apple Music is the old Beats Music platform that they purchased. So that's uh, Beats One was the the last remaining place that that logo existed mm-hmm. within the app. So that's, it's a little sad to see that go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it does sound like they're, 
like they're leaning harder into that linear uh, station concept, which I don't know. <laughs> I thought exactly the same thing. I thought I'm exactly not the same thing. I'm not a fan of of traditional radio. <laughs> I'm not so, either. <laughs> so for me, it's just. I don't know. I don't get it. It's it's not a win for me, but obviously people must be using it still or right. they wouldn't be spending more time and more money to get the likes of of Lady Gaga and Travis Scott on board. Mm -hmm. um, so people must be doing it. Oh, and Snoop Dogg. They Right. <laughs> because they were throwing they're probably throwing they probably threw in a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> a ton of money. Yeah. So they must there must be people listening to it. It's not going to be me and not just because I don't have Apple music, right? But it's not going to be me. If Spotify had stations like this, I wouldn't listen there either. Right. <laughs> if Amazon music had stations like this, I wouldn't listen there either. It's, right, not, right. it's not me. I want to be able to skip a song if I don't like it, which is exactly. most of them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, I'm not a, and I'm, and I'm not Apple. I'm, I know because I'm not a one get hip with this, but I'm not Apple music i tried it i had it for about maybe a hot second and i'm like the ui is like garbage i i mean it's this is our personal opinion i mean your mile may your mile may be mileage may, may vary your differences what have you but i um but i think that's uh it, yeah it's not worth my time so but so yeah. i mean you know that's fine you know but I, we'll... I miss the beats music interface to be perfectly honest mm. uh when they when they first bought it, they shut it down. When they first bought Beats, they shut down Beats Music mm -hmm. almost immediately. Um, and they rebranded it, but just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because when it when it came back as Apple Music, even the accent color in the app was uh that beats not quite red. <laughs> right. That, that kind right. of pinky color. Mm -hmm. That was still the accent color in the app. It was 100% Beats music with an Apple logo on the front. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so uh, y'all changed nothing except the logo. Got it. Right. <laughs> Which was fine because the Beats music interface was great. And mm -hmm. then at WWDC, they're like, look, we changed the interface. I'm like, oh, shame. <laughs> shame. That was the only thing that made it okay. That was the interface is the thing that was good. <laughs> Say how you really feel, Scott. Oh. <laughs> I was a fan of Beats music. Okay. I really was. Um, okay. It was it was a good platform. And, uh, you know, the idea of, of adding the licensing that Apple has for music into it right. seemed like it was going to be a big win. But then they started to, to pull apart what made it special. And mm -hmm. so it's just another streaming service. So, eh. right. Yeah. I, yeah, I get one for free with my Amazon Prime. I, I, I get hashtag one. Sponsor, hashtag sponsor for. <laughs> I get one for. I get one for free with my with my Xbox subscription. I get you know. Yeah, I can hashtag. use I can use Spotify for six months, uh, because of Xbox. I I get uh Amazon Prime Music for free. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of music on some uh, a whole lot of money on something else. That's not special. Right. Again, Beats music was special. Apple music isn't. Again, hashtag sponsor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. 
All right. Um, next in the video streaming news over on get my computer to share it, watching the video. There we go. Okay. In video streaming news, what's coming to Hulu in September? Um, I'm sorry. What was that image at the top? Okay. It's less weird than I thought it was. And okay. That's sorry. Because <laughs> it's still weird. All right, so if you're watching live, uh, watching the video on, if you're listening on audio, um, there's a woman, I think a woman, it's a girl. It's I think girl. she's. It's I think girl. in the show she's 15 or 16. Okay, she's. Um, well, let's not get too. <laughs> you're practicing kissing on a mirror. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that I didn't. She's a teenage girl. She's practicing kissing okay. on a mirror. It's, it's a pretty common TV trope. Okay. I, it's not what it looked like as you were scrolling by. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's scroll so, down. <laughs> so Pen Fifteen is coming. A new season of uh, season two of Pen Fifteen is coming. Okay. There you go. Okay. I, I was aware of that when I was pretty excited about it. Um, okay. I didn't know that that. Ex- I'm sorry. The first season was pretty funny. Okay. All right. All right. So <laughs> that just kind of. <laughs> Sorry, uh-huh. I yeah, I got you. <laughs> back to school. <laughs> yes, back to this is all available on some of them on September first. Um, back to school. That's that an was exciting a, one. That's a that's a <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good the point. Bird cage? The bird cage. Um oh my god, that was nineteen ninety seven. Holy crap. hmm that, that was a really good years. that was a really good movie. It really was. That was a really good movie. I loved that. Two. Two of my favorite actors. Yeah, I, you know, Robin Williams. I mean, he's a great actor. I, that's and Nathan Lane. Mm-hmm. And Nathan great Lane. Singer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Day of the Earth stood still. Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. I wow, nineteen ninety three. That's not good. Mm-mm. No, that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay and go to White Castle. And go to White Castle. Funny, those two movies were funny. Um, with uh, what was it? Um, what did he call um, uh, not Doogie Hauser, but his um, what did he nickname him? Oh, I can't remember what nickname was. Um, I don't know, but he got the uh, the job on How I Met Your Mother because of that movie. Oh, really? Yeah, huh, okay. What did he call him? I can't remember what it was. Oh, I, I'll. There's so many things I'm keeping. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't. I know. Uh, all right. So you know what I'm talking about. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, shoot. Um, go to gnsuperglue.com slash connect and, and remind me because I totally blanked out. All right. Um, let's see what else is. Um, okay. Available September 2nd. Um, Hell in the Border. Uh, September 8th. American Engine Warrior. Archer. Oh, wait. Hold oh, on. Sorry. What did that say? Where? Sorry. A and W, did that say? Oh, season twelve. Yeah, yeah, that's the new season. It starts on the seventh, I think. So it makes sense that it would be available on the eighth. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Archer, which I'm like a happy puppy. Oh, <laughs> I know. I had that bookmarked already. <laughs> I have, I have this great uh, app that we uh, were introduced to at CES that. Yeah. Uh, that lets me know when new episodes of shows are coming. Oh, wonderful. It's Minnow, <laughs> right? What's that? Yeah. It was Minnow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, oh, 
new archer <laughs> I'm, I'm, when i saw that and i've been i've been following that like for the past like year and a half and i'm like he's awake he's awake <laughs> all right so the I'm anthology up. is over the, mm-hmm. the fever dream is over mm-hmm. yep all right so we'll have a link up in the show notes so you can check out on everything that's coming up on hulu adam's um, family Adam's family, yep. Over on CNET.com, every new movie and show on Netflix in September 2020. Um, Grease. Grease. I, it's, I already know. Oh, you're already on, okay. It wasn't on your screen yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Grease. Okay. I know Grease is coming and all okay. of the Back to the Futures. Right. All Back to the Futures. Um, Which I'm super excited about. Um, September 2nd. <gasps> new Chef's Table. Awesome. Yep. And we're going to go down a little more. September 15th. Pets Pets United. Okay. I don't know what that is. (laughs) How to Train Your Dragon 2. Look at that. Netflix is getting all of that non-Disney stuff. Right. (laughs) Is it? Or does it go to or it goes to Peacock? <laughs> if, it, so if it's universal, it could, yeah. Right. <laughs> so hopefully this will stay this will stay on Netflix for a little while. Ancient uh, Aliens season three. Interesting, because uh all like 85 seasons are available on Hulu right now. Mm. <laughs> that stupid show has been on for way too long. Mm. I'm sorry, that's called Taco Chronicles. I definitely have to find out what that means. <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of that kind of piques my curi- uh, my curiosity as well. All right, let's see. Um, obviously, a bizarre name. Mm-hmm. I can go. That can go so many different directions. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, other stuff. Other um, uh, December twenty second. Chico Bonbon Monkey with a Tool Belt season three. That could. <laughs> it's the next one I'm excited about. Jack Whitehall travels with my father, season four. I did not think he was going to convince Michael Whitehall to do a fourth season of this. I am so happy. Uh, that show is so funny. Jack Whitehall is a British comedian, and his father is very proper British. And so. Jack takes him to uh, places where he can't get, you know, normal, <laughs> normal British stuff. He wants, you know, he wants a beer with his meal or whatever. Well, that's not what you're going to get in this place. Oh. You know, <laughs> it's great. Taco Chronicles is a, a travel cooking show. Okay. Good. Now that you looked it up. Okay, good. I could have went to, I could have went somewhere. But if you've never seen Jack Hall, Jack Whitehall travels with my father, Mm -hmm. definitely check it out. It is so funny. And uh, Jack Whitehall is a great comedian and his father is the perfect straight man. Uh, I'll definitely, I'll definitely have to um, bookmark that amongst my other stuff that, I have to, that I'm bookmarking them that I am that I'm watching. All right, and over on LifeHacker.com, this will be in the show notes as well. What's coming to Disney Plus in September 2020? I feel like this list and, is going to be shorter, right? 
<laughs> hey, look at what's coming on the first day. Five things. Oh, the Muppet Show. Oh, Muppets Now. The oh, Mighty Ducks it's, movies. It's leaving in. Uh, well, oh, is that leaving? Oh, no, dropping. Sadness. Dropping. Well, if you want to see Muppets Now, watch it now. It's right. uh, gone in a week. Right. <laughs> so, so what? What have what we got mean? here? We've got the the Mighty Ducks movies. Yep. That's cool. Is it mm-hmm. all three? Nope, just no, just two. two. Just two. Interesting. Mulan. See, there's a lot of talk about the live action with Mulan. Uh-huh. So you're paying for it for Disney Plus, and as an added bonus, thirty dollars, which that makes hard pass for me. I, I don't yeah. have Disney Plus, but especially, especially for one of these live action remakes, none of them have been good. Right. So I'm certainly not going to spend 30 bucks for something that I'm already convinced isn't going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be in our library for a very short period and it's going to, and it's going to go away. So whereas you can, yeah. so that's a whole, and at some point it'll just be there. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be on September 4th or whatever, but it will be there eventually. Mm-hmm. Right. No telling when, but it'll just be part of the catalog at some point. Right. So I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm not either. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have Disney plus. So, but I heard good right. things about Christopher Robin, but I didn't watch it. Yeah. It was from a lot of the, there was a lot of good reviews about it and all in the, all in the positive. Um, let's see. September 18th. Um, Boy, that font is unfortunate because those S's look like dollar signs. I was <laughs> like, it's cost an extra dollar for Kingdom of the Mummies. Oh no, wait, that says S one. That's one. season, season one. one. Never season mind. One. Right. <laughs> Boy, there's nothing particularly exciting coming to Disney no. Plus in September, is there? Other than no. the 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 Mighty Ducks movies, right? Oh, there's the Muppet Babies, and we have only season two. <laughs> <laughs> it's only two dollars. <laughs> Oh, season two. Such an unfortunate <laughs> font. Well, this is well, Life Hackers um, pages. Uh, yeah, really, I know. But... That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. All right. So I will link up in the show that you can check out. And over on the, whoop, uh, do you need help with your tech this week? Over on the verge.com, the best accessories to improve your, ho- improve your school from home experience. Um, there's the. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're not students <laughs> so <laughs> i totally disagree on rocketbook yeah. it's text to it's uh ocr is so mm. bad mm. well this is verge's uh take um so uh but their, their own take on their what they think is the best alternative so <laughs> I, I put mine in a box today as i was packing part of my office and i growled as i put it in the box (laughs) (sighs) so weird and they've got dots on the pages Mm -hmm. uh so you can't even use a better ocr camera (laughs) you can't just like use the rocket book as a really great essentially dry erase notebook and then use a better ocr because there's Mm -hmm. these little dots all over the place it screws up everybody else's ocr i think they did it on purpose Mm. drives me crazy I decided not to even review it publicly because I was so mad at it. Mm. I, I heard of it, but I, I never, I never used it. So it's good. To, 
All right. So they're all suggesting get a good laser printer. Agreed. Uh, get a reliable mesh Wi-Fi system. Speaking of that, we'll have something about that in the uh, show notes about that. Um, uh, alternatively, a wire connection can be better, even better and cheaper. Um, a cheap set of wireless noise canceling headphones. So there's a. I wouldn't say a cheap set. I would say a quality set because mm-hmm. you're going to be using them way more than you think. True. That's true. Well, again, this is this is um, Burge's take, which you know, we'll, you know, we'll. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't go for a fifty dollars set like they're talking about. I'd go for a little bit more. I mean, you don't have to go for you know three hundred and fifty like I'm wearing, but mm-hmm. you know something like the the shivers. Uh, work real well, and I think they retail for like one nineteen or something like that. Yeah, and I have I my for my personal opinion, I use um I like Sony's headphones. They're roughly mm-hmm. in the sixty to one hundred dollar range. They're pretty decent. So I so that's my you know I can. All right, all right. So next up over on AndroidCentral.com, um, VPN uses fourteen of the best things you can use a VPN for. Hashtag ad <laughs> for <laughs> for Plug It's Live um, for F five F five Live. Um, uh, one of some of the tips: watch your favorite shows when you're abroad. Stay anonymous online with a VPN. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, keep secure when on public Wi-Fi. So there's some great tips that you can um, check out on that. Bypass government censorship. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the, <laughs> that is, uh, that should be number one. That, that, right. that is in the wrong order. <laughs> <laughs> well, Android Central wrote this up. So, um, but maybe the, the that person probably wrote it like, you know, maybe next time that, <laughs> that we're going to run this again, that should be number one. Uh, also on AndroidCenter.com, speaking of Wi-Fi 6 mesh routers, the best Wi-Fi 6. See, some of these websites, they have these big honking yeah. ads, and it's like, it's so annoying. Um, so they have the um, best overall, the Netgear Nighthawk MK62, the best upgrade pick, the Netgear Orbi Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi 6 system, the best speeds, um, best large spaces, um, the TP-Link Deco X20, best router with mesh. Um, I 100% agree with their their top pick, the mm-hmm. Nighthawk. That if I was getting if I was setting up a, a mesh today, it would be a Nighthawk. Mm-hmm. So we're <laughs> we got a good one. Hey, <laughs> all right, we got a winner. <laughs> All right. Also on AndroidCentral.com, speaking of headphones, um, they have their best wireless earbuds. Um, they have the Jabra Elite 75T, um, Samsung Galaxy Buds Plus, or <laughs> with their, <laughs> their their Magic Beats. <laughs> <laughs> the Hydra uh, Momentum, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. True wireless. Those are great. Um, the Aukey EP-95. If you're going for something cheap, putting the Aukey name on it is usually a good start. Mm-hmm. The, they're like they're like TCL. You know it's mm-hmm. going to be a decent quality for way less than it should be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, the Sony WF-1000XM3, these ones I had, um, I have wired ones, I mean, wires now, but um, I have to pick one of these up again. These are the, for me, these are great headphones. I love them. Um, um, I think they were like a yeah, hundred bucks, I think it was, but I, that was, I, I agree with that pick. Um, the Google Pixel Buds, um, Jaybird Vista, and there's, this goes on and on and on. So uh, we'll have a link up in the show notes on that. And finally, this week, <laughs> with the Epic and um, with the Epic and the Apple battle, um, we all know about Fortnite and the long things are going on with that. Well, um, there's a woman whose son has a um, her son has a iPhone um, product with iPhone XR. With 64 gigabytes, which she says has a copy of Fortnite installed, she wants to sell it for him. And the asking price, and this is no joke, $5,000. A five and three zeros. <laughs> okay. <coughs> okay i this is this is like the weirdest upgrade to the um the webcam gouging that's happening right now um especially when you take into consideration that at some point in the very near future enough updates will be made to the game that you still won't be able to play. <laughs> and so you're paying $5,000 for an older phone uh, that you'll be able to play Fortnite on for ever a couple of weeks <laughs> or before, a- before the servers are updated and you'll have to have an app update mm-hmm. to be able to play it and you won't be able to get one because it's not in the store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh it's an ebay listing it's an ebay listing right well here's the best part um i before before we went on air um about an hour and a half ago and i and here's what i found and i'm gonna bring up the uh, i'm gonna bring up the um the ebay site uh-huh <laughs> it's been pulled because of gouging yeah and she said in the listing and the listing by i saw as of um yesterday and i was trying to pull up to see if there was anything coming up um she said um quote please help me get rid of Fortnite." um and uh she said my son's quote my son agreed to my son agreed to it if we get a sufficient bid and when i saw the um let me bring up the um uh, the screenshot here, and I don't know if you can see, see if I can whoop too small. There we go. Okay, if you're watching the live video right now, or to, if I get the screen to, there we go. Okay, um, it's it was um, on the bottom of the page, and it's not here. Um, on the bottom of the page, it was a suggested price. It said <laughs> so. Yeah, I uh, yeah, it's pretty, as of yeah, as of about an hour and a half ago, um, it was taken down. But 
it was I've a very got, cheap... I've got a I've got a replacement. <laughs> I'm I'm holding it up right now. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> it's it's three thousand now instead of five, and it expires on Tuesday instead of tomorrow or Sunday. Okay, okay. Oh my goodness. Oh wait, no. It'll be delivered by the first. By the first, I see. Mm-hmm. It's got three days and fifteen hours left, and uh, one bid. Somebody's actually bid on it. So, someone bid. Oh my God. <laughs> oh boy. Why would 10 you? Bucks says whoever bid on it is a new account that they don't care that they're going to get uh, uh, bad feedback <laughs> when they don't follow through. <laughs> oh, you used my to God. be able to see the bidders. I guess you can't see that anymore. Hmm. What was the what was the woman's name? Um, there wasn't. Um, let me. Um, I don't think there, there wasn't a name listed here. I mean, no? so I can. No, there wasn't. Nakari. I see, I see the I see the name Nakari here. Lorena Nakari. This account is Anderson Raz. Lorena so Nakari. Is, right. So this is a different one. Hmm. Here's an iPad sixth generation with Fortnite installed for six hundred. <clears throat> also from Anderson Raz. Mm. Oh, <laughs> this is fascinating. <laughs> this is almost as interesting as the actual story. Yeah, <laughs> especially considering Anderson Raz is also selling used Nike golf shoes. <laughs> Uh, oh my god this is the best mm-hmm. i'm always- so glad you included this because this is so dumb and i love it <laughs> so that's why again you know with the end finally and finally segment i always try to pull you know thing i try to pull something that makes you scratch your head funny i mean this obviously isn't the meatball sub you know cat uh you know ranking up in that in that uh <laughs> in that um Hystericalness. I mean, it was actually well. Scott and I have a hidden joke uh, about it, but <laughs> but um, but as far as like when it ranks up in like scratching your head and like what? Wait, what? <laughs> that that falls under the excuse me, baking powder. <laughs> I, I, I got you. I got it. I got it beat. iPhone eight plus with Fortnite US ten thousand dollars plus eight dollars for shipping. Woo. <laughs> At that point, I don't know why shipping is not just included, but it is what it is. Right. Here we have, oh, I swear to God, I thought that the listing was for a car, Mm. but that's the background on the iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) All All it has installed is Fortnite. They want five grand for it. Oh, my goodness. See? This is this is what's going to happen. You're just going to flood the market, and then they're going to get cheap. This one's only fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, I almost got through that without laughing. Oh no! <laughs> here's here's an iPhone 11 Pro with Fortnite installed. The the eBay listing. The if you just search iPhone Fortnite, oh my god, the the number of them is. I'm still scrolling. Oh jeez. <laughs> There's so many of them. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> I think this Fortnite, this Fortnite, um, this Fortnite thing is going to is going to be like it's going to it's not going to go away, and it's going to be interesting, you know, with this battle with that with um, with Apple um, in the next <laughs> few weeks. So, so while Scott is scrolling to look <laughs> looking for more Apple eBay listings, <laughs> I am still they're still listed. This is crazy. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. All right. Well, while he's looking, um, <laughs> this has been a crazy week and <laughs> funny week as well. Um, that is the tech news for this week for Friday, August 21st, 2020. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this week's episode um, can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com forward slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And then be sure to watch and tune in at gncweekly.com forward slash live Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So please be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. Or be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to tune in with Scott and Avram Pilch on F5 Refreshing Technology Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, not 8, 9 p.m. Eastern <laughs> at pluggitslive.com slash join us. And the podcast can also be found on your favorite podcast app. Do you have comments on this week's episode? I'd love to hear from them. Uh, head on over to gncweekly.com. Love to hear about that we thought about Fortnite. <laughs> head on over to GNC. And whether or not you'd pay 10 grand for an iPhone 8 with Fortnite night on it <laughs> exactly we should put i should have posted up on the um on facebook on the facebook page for that um we head on over to gncweekly.com forward slash connect and connect via email twitter or facebook i'm on a twitter um, i'm at twitter i'm at kirk cordless i'd love to hear thoughts about uh, spending that kind of money or finding out <laughs> Why uh, or post any some tweets about T-Mobile? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm at um, Kirk Corliss Scott is on Twitter at triple T M A B O. Till the next episode of GNC Week in Review. So long, ciao.